please do be seated. And so we're going to say the prayer of preparation together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. So we come before God to confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Praying together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate faults. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we're going to sing again. And uh, this song is called, O Lord, the clouds are gathering. So let's lift this world to the Lord as we sing this song. Do stand to sing.
Lord, we do indeed lift this world to you. And as we hear your word read, and as we hear Helen speak, we pray that we would hear your heart, your heart that is for this world, and yet this world is so broken. So speak through your word and speak through Helen, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you have a seat? Richard's going to uh, bring us the Bible reading and then we'll hear from Helen. The reading is from the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13. If you're following in the Church Bible, this is on page 1154. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. This is the word of the Lord. to you all. It's uh, lovely to be here again and I want to say from all of us at Hope for Children that we so, so appreciate your prayers and your gifts and uh, we know that you're very much part of our work. You're those who maybe are silent in a way, not seen or heard, but those who support in prayer uh, and, and financially too, it's, you're playing an extremely important role and I know I'm sure that we wouldn't be able to do what we do today if we didn't have such wonderful supporters. So thank you very, very much. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a bit chilly this morning, but um, I want to share once, uh, when, when I celebrated the first New Year with our street children in 94. Um, well, it's actually 94 going to 95. And uh, it was minus 20. And I was trying to figure out, how do you light fireworks? How can you take off your gloves in minus 20 and light fireworks? <laughs> but somehow we managed. So in comparison to temperatures over there, we're not doing too bad today, are we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in uh, March this next year, we'll be 30 years old. 30 years old. And um, right now, what we're doing is uh, we have two children's centres, 
centers for kids that are from problem families in, 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 uh, in essence. Occasionally we take kids in who are going through temporary trauma or difficulties in the family um, and they're really troubled by that. Um, but mostly they're children who don't have the support of parents uh, that they should have and very often the contrary, they're abused. Um, we have also support. We, we started a center in a little town near the Russian, the Belarusian border, Belarus. You know, is uh, next to Russia. And uh, in this little town, which is right on the border, a lovely pastor and wife, we supported them to start a centre. And now we, we, we got direct support to them. We send things down to them too. If we get lots of aid, we care for them. We call them and say, if you're in Riga, come and pick something up. Because uh, we're based in Riga, which is the capital. So we, that's the work we're doing with the children. But families are also very important too, as God gave me love not only for the children, but also for the parents. And no matter what condition they were in, no matter how lost they were and how in, deeply rooted in sin and, and so degraded so often, I, I, I knew God's love for them. I knew he, he gave me, it was him giving love for them too. And you know where the children would look at us with big eyes and teary eyes and say, can you please help my mom and dad too? Because they longed for their moms and dads to be well and to be fine, you know, and, and healthy and, and, and happy. And we, we had that heart too. We, it, it's, but looking at, looking at those eyes, I can't imagine anybody could have refused them. Do you know what I mean? They look and just, please help my mom and dad too. So um, we do have a family support centre, which is doing a fantastic job in, in reaching out to families in need. We had about uh, 200 last year, families coming through, uh, very needy families, of, of which many we're helping on a regular basis. With the children, we're seeing about, on average, on average, we're talking about uh, 40 children a day in the two centres, but a lot more come in occasionally that we help. Um, I think, uh, do we have the logo? Uh, is it, um, sorry. <laughs> I thought that might have been a fellow right here, but there you go. Tseri Babanyam is actually the Latvian name for hope for children. But we actually do have a lot of Russian speakers in Latvia. We have about one-third of the population, 29% um, of the population of Russians or Belarusians, born in Belarus, yeah, or from Belarus. They were... Um, so we do have, you know, if you meet people on the streets, one in three approximately. Oh, and on top of that, Ukrainians. We do have about one point something percent of Ukrainians. It makes up to about 31% of the population potentially Russian-speaking, because a lot of Ukrainians actually do speak Russian, um, even though they might be on the Ukrainian side at the moment uh, with the war and everything. They, they, they would have grown up speaking Russian. And... Um, the border of Latvia, actually, it's uh, the large part of it, uh, well, a third, uh, sorry, not a large part, a third of the border is actually uh, um, with Russia and Belarus. So we have a very long border. You can imagine when the war started, because we have a history of uh, being occupied in Latvia by Russia in, until 91, when we got free from the control of Moscow, because we were occupied by what was then the Soviet Union, you can imagine how Latvians felt when the war began, especially having such a big border with Russia. Now we have actually um, compulsory uh, uh, military um, 
uh, service. So 18-year-olds went into the army training this year for the first time in a long time. We've started to uh, uh, demand or uh, they, they have really got to do this and either go in for a year or over five years do a set amount of time in military service. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, um, we actually now, uh, we are in the European Union. Uh, things have increased and, and, in, in, and it's got a lot better, I should say, rather. And um, we, in a way, you know, if you came to LAP, you'd think, oh, this is just a great country. Everything seems like in Europe we have the shopping malls and things are more accessible than they were, obviously, in, in the 91, in the 90s. Um, but we still have really big problems. Just to uh, let me, if you let me explain, it be uh, you probably understand. Um, our population since 1993 has decreased from 2.3 million to 1.8. 2.3 million to 1.8. That's a 30% decrease in, in population. In the last two years, in in um, 21 and 22. Twice the number of people died than were born in Latvia. So the population is still going down. People want to leave the country. So that says a lot, doesn't it? And we, we do have our struggles. We still, still, still do have a lot of poor, really poor families. People feel insecure. They don't feel that they're going to cope on a pension of only about 120 uh, no, I beg your pardon, that's wrong. Um, that's, that's the social benefit <laughs> that you have to live on. <laughs> but uh, very small pensions, and uh, they, they, they want to get out. They want to get out. So unfortunately, Latvia is struggling to keep its population, and we don't know how it's going to go further, but it's a good sign, I think, of the fact that it's not a place people want to stay, usually, and they want to get out if they can. Um, I, you know, I could... Um, talking about hope for children... Um, I could boast of all the wonderful things and the tens of uh, what we've done in our ministry. Tens of thousands, tens of thousands of children have received help through us. But, you know, the best thing I think I can boast about, the, the, the thing I would most want to boast about is, is this godly love that our staff have at Hope for Children for those in need. Um, my personal story is that um, when I came to Latvia, I didn't quite know why God had called me there. I knew he'd called me there, but I didn't know what for. And it was uh, only with time that he filled my heart with love for these street children. And I remember the day I was walking past a child begging in the streets, and I saw him. And, um, and before, I had walked past these kids. I didn't know how to help them. I had not a clue how to help them. I, you know, they might, if you give them money, they might give it to some guy behind them, some kind of Fagan character who's using these street kids, or they might spend it on the wrong thing. And I didn't know how to help them. I didn't know. Even though my children's work, I was a teacher, actually, by profession. Um, I didn't know how to help them. There was one day when God stopped me in my tracks and made this and helped me to, to know what to do. He told me what to do. And after that, it became also very clear. It was only by his Holy Spirit, really, that we could start even this work and do what we do today. And um, when we're hiring staff, um, you know, uh, this is the, one of the things I look for. There may be Christians. Uh, well, we usually only employ Christians, uh, uh, committed Christians. 
um, because we, we know how much we need that faith at times and not to write people off and to know that God can do miracles and to pray for them and get that extra help in there, not just the physical help and good counselling or psychology or whatever. We know we really need the Lord, so we're all Christian staff. Um, uh, but one thing I look for is that love, that love, which without, without that, you, you can't do the work. Children, they sense when you're being false. Parents, they sense when you're being false. Unless you really, truly love them, despite who they are, what they've done, how they look, how bad they smell, or whatever, you, you've no chance of, of, of them trusting you in a way. You, you, they might think, oh, yes, you want to do a good deed, you want to use them for some reason or whatever. But I'm so proud of our staff that they are those who know that they need to top up that love that we have of our own every day with the Lord's love and that we should love with his love and to, to love beyond our capacity to love. So um, we have um, a wonderful member of staff called Angela, for example, who leads the uh, family support work. She is... Uh, 25 years free of the control of alcohol. She used to be a terrible alcoholic. Her mother was a terrible alcoholic. They were really, really bad alcoholics. She was terrible towards her own children. But, but thankfully, praise God, he spoke to her. She got free from this control with his help. And now she meets these families coming in, and no matter what state they're in, she knows, you know, even if, and we, we quite often get some coming in smelling reeking of alcohol, and we see the signs of, uh, there's not as much drug use over there. It's a bit too, it's probably too expensive for our poor people, I suppose, but I'm not sure. Um, but there's not so much of a, a, a drug use problem as here, although there is, there is a lot of... Um, abuse of drugs there but um, alcohol is usually the big thing and it's been uh, part of the legacy of coming out of the Soviet Union to be quite frank where vodka was very cheap and other, other alcoholic drinks um, so uh, it's wonderful that she's with us she, uh, we know what to do with these people and we always ask them and now when we interview the family the, the, the parents we always ask them do you go to church by any chance and sometimes they're kind of feeling very awkward and they're saying, well, no, but um, I was actually christened in a church, you know, and they feel they have to be uh, somebody Christian to get help from our friends. And we're saying, no, 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 it's, it's not important. It's not, it's not essential that you uh, are in a church to get help for us. But would you like to know more about God? Because we know him and we know he can help you. And we begin a conversation them with these parents which praise praise the lord we have the freedom to do in england you have so many boundaries don't you but uh, in how much you speak with those in need about the faith and about god's love for them but uh, thankfully in a christian org in our organization in latvia we have no control from the state no money coming from the state and we can speak about the lord freely and uh, we can in encourage them if they don't want to go to church, we'll take your children to Sunday school. And that can often be the way that they become closer to the church. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's really tremendous. Um, uh, it's a tall demand, isn't it, when you, when you look at these, this passage from 1 Corinthians 13. Wow, you know, this love always protects, uh, always trusts, always hopes always perseveres, etc., etc. It's a tall demand, isn't it? 
very tall demand. And honestly, a hum- I'm a human. I'm a human, just like you. <laughs> Do Does it run out sometimes? You really feel that that's it. You know, I've just got to go to bed now. I just can't. My nerves are already frayed. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I have to be honest with you. But I know that God gives us so much more to go that extra mile to be the good shepherd, not the hired hand. And that's what we're to be in society, isn't it? We've got to, we've got to be the good shepherd. We've got to have that loving care that will run after the lost sheep. One of our boys took off one day back to the streets, and he was such a proud boy, and he was not going to fetch the water. He wasn't going to do the washing up, and he left. He just bunked, he went off the backs to the streets. I, thankfully, he was, he was a professed to be a Christian, and I found him on the streets after a few days. I went looking for him. His name was Corlia, and I said, Corlia, I said, why, uh, why are you here? Why don't you come back to us? And he was, he was like this, and I said, are you all right? And he was like, no, not really. I said, why don't you come back to us? And he was, hmm, he's fighting with his pride, <laughs> you know. And uh, I said, Corlia, I said, I tell you what, I know you're a Christian. I said, if you fast for a day or two, I think you might find it easier to come back to us. And, and he did. He actually fasted and he came very sheepishly back to us. To, to, we had, at that time, we had a children's home, came back to us, and everything uh, was well. He's now living in Sweden. He's in Örebro in Sweden. And he's fine. He's doing fine. And he's working and he's a good guy, really. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah. Um, I think, you know, um, uh, I'm so sorry, I don't see a clock. I hope I'm not overgoing my shoot to my... Okay. Um, you know, we have so many stories. Um, I just show you a few pictures, uh, just so you see some of the children. Um, now, this is a very interesting picture because, you know, graffiti actually only came to Latvia, or, or the people only started to do graffiti in Latvia within the past 20 years. It wasn't there for the first 10 or 15, I'm sure it wasn't there. And then it began to appear, and, and you know, kids being street kids, of course, they might get up to that kind of stuff. And these are three of our boys from our uh, centre in the town of Leopai. It's a port, which actually used to be a Russian naval port and a Soviet um, uh, naval port as well. And um, these, uh, these three brothers uh, attend our centre. They're little rogues, but we love them to bits, of course. And they're standing in front of this, uh, this graffiti. And can you imagine what's written on that graffiti? It's in Russian. They're Russian speakers, and it's written, Isus Jivoy. Isus Jivoy means Jesus is alive. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> we didn't know whether to be pleased with them or to tell them off, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're really sweet. If you have the next picture. Some of these I've shown before. I'm, I'm so sorry. We, we had a bit of uh, some crisis to deal with before I get, left them to quite managed to get the photos I hoped to get. Um, Intas, Intas was one of our street boys. He was in charge of, uh, he was a re- leader of a gang. He was a strong leader. He became a Christian. He began to become a leader in a good way. And he led these, the worst kids on the street to, to us and to, the, to know the Lord as well. And uh, he is now a pass, uh, assistant pastor in a church in Latvia. If we could have the next one, please. 
Pasha here, he lived with about 11 other people in his apartment, coming in, drinking and doing drugs and all sorts of stuff, and trying to sleep in there, trying to live in there was impossible. He would sometimes then go and live with his grandma. He came to us uh, during the day, uh, and he met his wife there at our centre. And uh, they have, uh, not the three, but four children now. And uh, he... um, Pasha, he became a Christian too. He came to know the Lord, uh, started to go to church. He then started to work in McDonald's when he finished school, ended up becoming manager of McDonald's, and then got chosen to be manager of a chain chain of shops, about 10 shops. He developed this chain of shops to 45 in three countries. And he and his friends from church, they decided, no, we don't want to work for a company that's giving money only to basically what they want for themselves or whatever what their aims are we want to you found a company that will help those in need and so he and other christian guys who were working in the same company they broke away they started a new company they have seven of their own shops now and they always are always calling us what do you need how can we help and we can turn to them. We can ask for help where there's some of the family recently, no firewood for winter. Husband died abroad, working in Germany. He died. All the costs of getting repatriated. She was very, very poor. Invalidity. She has invalidity and her children had invalidity. Desperately in need, had no firewood. And they got, just recently got a whole load of firewood. So they are using what they're doing um, to, to serve and to help those in need, which we really praise God for. And uh, just to, one more story before I uh, finish. Um, Yulia is a girl, little girl who lived with her five brothers and sisters, freezing cold in winter, like I said, um, and they had no heating except for the gas oven in the kitchen, which was beyond the corridor. They had no electricity at home, so they couldn't heat with electricity. Um, the neighbour upstairs allowed them to feed a, a lamp, a, a, a wire down so they could have light, one light bulb. And that's how they lived for five or six years. We couldn't get, uh, social workers didn't seem to be able to do anything to get, get those kids into a safe place or a better place. But we helped them during the day. They came to us and we helped them as much as we could. They survived. She became, she's our top helper right now, Julia. She's, she's that's the one on the right. She's a, she became a Christian too. She ha- is such a fantastic helper, but she's still in school. And, uh, and yeah, she's attending church regularly and getting help from there too. So they do have electricity now, I can say, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, um, trying to keep to this uh, time. I'm sorry if I went over a little bit. Uh, but uh, again, I want to say thank you so much for supporting us. Please, please do uh, come over and visit us if you can. Uh, Riga and Latvia, it, Riga's capital city in Latvia itself as a country, it's very beautiful. And, uh, and of course, by bringing your tourism there, you bring us money to Latvia too, which is very good for our businesses and to and support and further the country through taxes and things. So thank you so much uh, for your support all these years. We so, so appreciate you. And it's lovely to hear from you always. So um, God bless you all. May he reward you. Thank you. Thank you, Helen, so much indeed. Really inspiring what God's doing there. 
Susie, would you like to lead us in prayer? Let us pray. Lord, we praise you this morning for what we have heard from Helen about hope for Latvia. And we praise you for that wonderful illustration that when you sent your son Jesus Christ because of your great love for the whole world, love came down and dwelt among us. And then you, Lord Jesus, you sent us the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the stories of you, Holy Spirit, in Helen's life and in the ministry of Hope for Latvia. And we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for the testimony of the reality of your love here on earth, reaching out to the nations and reaching out in particular into Latvia through Helen and Hope for Children. We praise you for those stories. And Lord, today we want to pray for Hope for Latvia, for the story to continue and to flourish in that land, and for those testimonies to abound, not just in the houses and in the ministry, but on the streets. And as those lads painted that sign, we pray for a growth of the word of God and the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit in Latvia. Let your will be done, let your kingdom come in that nation for your glory in increasing measure in these days, Lord God Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. And Lord, as we bring ourselves here today for our congregation, we pray for the love in our own hearts that it would continue to reach out into our communities, among our neighbours, and in our families and friends' lives too. And Lord, I thank you for the testimony among us today of those that we've known and loved over the years that still know you. Some people have left our fellowship and moved away, and some new people have come in. But we pray for that testimony from our hearts to increase and abound so that we continue to testify to your love and to see it responded to around us and among us in the here and now. For your glory, amen. And Lord, I want to thank you that this church has prayed for many nations over the years. And I'm going to read out a list of some of those nations. Maybe you're praying for hope for Latvia or for some other nation. But I want us to consider the other nations because Jesus sent us out into the whole world to reach every tribe and tongue. And I want you to be encouraged today to continue praying outside of our own nation. As we pray for Helen and Latvia, we've prayed for many nations. So here are some of these nations we've prayed for. Cambodia, Nepal, Afghanistan, Iraq, Israel, India, Bolivia, Brazil, 
South Africa, Ghana, Liberia, Rwanda, Kenya, Ethiopia, Morocco, Albania, Ukraine, Latvia, Spain, Sweden, Scotland, and maybe there are others that you know you have prayed for over the years. Father, I praise you for this rich heritage of prayer that has gone out from this place. Lord, I pray you would stir our hearts afresh. Thank you for those nations already in our hearts that we pray for. And would you enlarge the place of our heart to pursue praying for those that we've prayed for and maybe to pray for new places as well. We know, Lord, that the whole world is still crying out to know the name of Jesus. Many nations have heard you, many tribes and tongues have heard about you and responded. And we pray for those, Lord, that have not yet heard the gospel in various lands, tribes, tongues, nations. And Lord, if we can't go in body, would you send us to pray for those nations afresh? Would you lay those nations on our hearts? Thank you that we can pray and we can give for others to go. And thank you that the heritage of this church is praying for every tribe and tongue and nation and sending out those that can go. And we praise you for the fruit from Christ Church that is standing there now in the heavenly realms. Those that have died, that have been sent out, those that have died, that have received the gospel in these nations and known you and borne fruit for your glory. And Lord, we pray for more. We pray for more tribes and tongues today. We're crying out for the more. We're crying out for the more in the war zones. We're crying out for more where there's hunger and where there is flooding. We're crying out for more where there is no name of Jesus spoken. And we ask for your supernatural grace and power to help us to keep praying for the lost. Help us to support those that go out. Help us to have faith, God, that you see them. Help us to hear your living word and to pray your word more, for more, to know you, Lord. That is our heart's desire today. Thank you for so much encouragement through Helen's stories, and thank you that there is still work to be done, and we can still have a part to play in that. Lord, we love you. We have received your love, and we want more of your love to go out across the world, because you, Lord Jesus, came out of the heart of the Father's desires to save the world through your death and resurrection. And you sent us the Holy Spirit to enable us to do this and to go and to pray and to send out and pray for the lost with increasing measure in these days. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You are our great example. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. You are a great companion in the place of prayer, in the place of going, and in the place of giving. Thank you for gracing us with the faith we need to press on for the lost. Hallelujah. Amen.
Susie. Thank you. So as we, <clears throat> as we approach communion, as we approach sharing the peace with each other, we're going to sing, here is bread, here is wine. Let's stand to sing together. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share with each other a sign of God's peace, remembering some people he still wants some distance, but let's share the peace with each other.
going to use Eucharistic Prayer F. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. You are worthy of our thanks and praise, Lord God of truth. <clears throat> For by the breath of your mouth you have spoken your word, and all things have come into being. You fashioned us in your image and placed us in the garden of delights. Though we chose a path of rebellion, you would not abandon your own. Again and again you drew us into your covenant of grace. You gave your people the law and taught us by your prophets to look for your reign of justice, mercy and peace. As we watch for the signs of your kingdom on earth, we echo the song of the angels in heaven, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord God, you are the most holy one, enthroned in splendour and light. Yet in the coming of your Son, Jesus, you reveal the power of your love, made perfect in our human weakness. Amen. Amen. Lord, we believe. Embracing our humanity, Jesus showed us the way of salvation, loving us to the end. He gave himself to death for us, dying for his own. He sets us free from the bonds of sin, that we might rise and reign with him in glory. Amen. Amen. Lord, we believe. On the night he gave up himself for us all, he took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Lord, we believe. In the same after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. Lord, we believe. Therefore we proclaim the death that he suffered on the cross. We celebrate his resurrection, his bursting from the tomb. We rejoice that he reigns at your right hand on high, and we long for his coming in glory. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. As we recall the one perfect sacrifice of our redemption. Father, by your Holy Spirit, let these gifts of your creation be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Form us into the likeness of Christ and make us a perfect offering in your sight. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Look with favour on your people. And in your mercy hear the cry of our hearts. Bless the earth, heal the sick, let the oppressed go free, and fill our church with power from on high. Amen. Amen. Come, Amen. Holy Spirit. Gather your people from the ends of the earth to feast with all your saints at the table in your kingdom, where the new creation is brought to perfection, in Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom and with whom and in whom in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All honour and glory be yours, Almighty Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one because we all share in one head. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his blood, and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. And so we continue our normal custom of sharing the bread from the middle table here, and the wine from either side, and all our chronic wine will be on that side of the church. And then we take our bread and wine back to our seats, and we will all consume together.
body of Christ. Keep you in eternal life. And the blood of Christ keep you in his hand all day. Amen. And let's pray this prayer following communion together. <coughs> Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Now let's lift those who can't be with us in church this morning to the Lord. Father, we lift you those who are unable to be with us in church this morning for whatever reason. Father, we pray that you would touch them with your love that you would enfold them in your arms and that they would know you with them right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're going to sing our final hymn, Go Forth and Tell. Uh, let's stand and sing this song.
another chat with you after the service. You're going to stay behind the mirror to stay for tea and coffee. But go with this blessing. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and keep you now and always. Amen. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.